Welcome back to Sanctum. You're listening to The 100 Podcast, a show about CW sci-fi series, The 100. I'm Daniel Prime. Hallowed be his name. And today I am joined by my one crew warrior, Olga. Hey everybody, today we're discussing season six, episode 10, entitled Matryoshka, or Matryoshka, as you're actually supposed to pronounce it. Russian Doll, now streaming on Netflix. All right. (laughs) (laughs) You haven't even finished it. No, I watched an episode or two. (laughs) Uh, So uh, this is The 100 Podcast. Every week on Tuesdays, we react to the episode with our like, what did we think? And then on Sundays, we were like, let's do a very studious, important podcast where we do a recap and we walk again and we, we study and all that sort of stuff, and we'd read your feedback. And so, but- You're simultaneously making us sound stupider and better at the same time. Yes. Um, But yes, this is our reaction podcast. It goes both up as a podcast on podcast services around the globe and on youtube.com slash doing okay as a video. So what did you think of this year episode? I thought it was really great. I really enjoyed Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. I think like- the things that I had problems with are pretty much nitpicks to yeah. small I have issues. Like, I like this episode a lot. I feel like I have eye roll moments. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I thought it was one of my favorite, actually, of the season. Yeah, it had its cheesy lines and it had its kind of like goofier things. But it did a good job of like making some of them called out and other ones dramatic enough yeah it well works. it's like we the immortality versus morality thing like at least they had yeah. uh, murphy laugh at it a little bit yeah it's not like um, oh everyone's as earnest as raven is yeah. saying that let's yeah. just let's just well even her i feel like there was a little bit of i don't know it's I hard to know. tell with her <laughs> I, I just hope that that doesn't become something that we're hearing five seasons from now yeah <laughs> exactly yeah. but uh yeah no i i think raven and murphy actually had some of the best stuff this episode I um I Riker got more dudes than usual. Uh Russell and Simone stuff I thought was both really good. Yeah, yeah. Her yeah. her death scene, like how that changed him and mm-hmm. you know, just her as a character herself, like mm-hmm. coming back to Sanctum yep. and their interaction and then basically like their ending interaction with her death. Like yeah. it's a very nice balance there, yeah. I think. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, they did a good shock value kill with her, I thought. Mm. I mean, it's like, again, is she dead dead? I don't know. But that actress is dead and I thought she That's did a really true. good job. So yeah. here's I, to her. I personally feel like a host, not a host, I would say that a prime yep. isn't dead until their mind drive is, is like- crushed under the boot of rebellion. I was going to say wiped, but that works too. <laughs> we'll see if she comes back. I am kind of of the opinion that won't happen. We have but three episodes yeah, left after this? Yeah. So yeah. not a wow. whole lot. Um, three episodes. Yeah. Wow. I, I think uh, Russell had some great stuff here. I, the actor is just so good at showing like the shifts in his character, like that that face after Simone where it's like, oh, he's like in a new level now. And the fact that they are able to like, from our perspective as an audience, like he is pretty villainous, but he doesn't necessarily think of himself yeah. that way because he has like a code Then he thinks he's still, it's interesting that at this point in the season, he still thinks himself better than the earth 
siblings, right? Yeah. Um, and that it's like we're seeing levels of villainy within him. It's so it's so gray yeah. area. The, yeah. the best place that the show likes to live. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how many dystopias there are, yeah. they live in the gray area. I mean, it is sometimes that leads to funny things where it's like that scene before Simone was killed, right? right. The scene that that the dinner with the primes when that it's just was... the primes. It was just like. The most awkward family <laughs> dinner. And as someone who came from a kind of awkward family dinner before, I was like, oh, my God. It's everywhere. <laughs> On yeah, another moon. It was like, oh, the evil. It almost felt like watching like the supervillain's evil dinner. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, was like, it was kind of funny. We're down to like the core primes now. And it, it was cool to see Riker sort of flip-flopping and not knowing where to land I, I think that he's doing yeah. good. I don't love how he just took out Echo. He, see, like, that's the thing. Like Riker was good, yeah. but it's at the like at the sacrifice of Echo yeah. having good stuff. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I wanted her to kill Russell, mm. but we were both like, "What's going to interrupt it? What's yeah. going to keep her happening?" And neither of us saw Riker betraying her. Did yeah. you see that coming? I mean, I, I mean, wasn't, once he showed up I mean, behind it's, her. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's not yeah. like I was shocked that that happened. Right. I just thought that there was something more interesting. I was like, that's like the most lame <laughs> yeah. version. Uh, but I think that in some ways it was cool that our people talked their way out of this situation yeah. as opposed to it being like, oh, you know, something crazy violent action happens or Jade just comes back and solves it for Wait. them. Wait. Stop, <laughs> Josephine. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I like the fact that we had like this weird thing where it's like Murphy is still sort of trying to save his own neck, right? By bringing up the night blood through transfusion. Right. But also, I mean, he's also sort of saving everybody. And like initially they're talking about, oh, let's just use, um, you know, one of the primes to do it with. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think that that was like a good sort of middle ground there. And it's also like Raven backs him up, which is a little surprising. I really like that yeah. because, again, moral high ground mm -hmm. Raven, who we've seen this season and yeah. especially last episode. Yeah. It's nice that she's like playing with Murphy in that area. Yeah. Well, and that fact that she clearly has a longer term plan. I mean, she's still. Smart Raven. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I mean, she's still sort of improvising because it's like, okay, so she wants to get rid of Shade Hedda. And she thinks that once they get rid of Shade Hedda, you know, no matter what, they're buying themselves time, right? Right. And so, and if you torture Maddie a little bit, <laughs> eh, happens every season. <laughs> uh, happens in the trailer, so you know, very shocking that Maddie's gonna get drilled into. I know we talk about it a lot. Like, I can't help but wonder, what's the average person who like really enjoys the show who would watch our videos? Yeah. But maybe, or like, be sort of involved in fandom. Mm. How much do they remember the trailers? Well, like how thing, how was, much of a like, yeah, woo alarm going off did yeah. they have when they saw that? Like, or did they yeah. not process I it mean, as much as we here's did? Here's the thing: I even if it's like the average fan doesn't notice that or realize that, that still doesn't make it okay to me because obviously, when you make a trailer, you know that some fans are gonna pick it apart, and it's like. You're going to put things from like the last three episodes of the season in there. Like you could have easily made a good trailer out of the first four episodes. Yeah. And that's all we needed. Have Maddie uh, like, again, look ominous or whatever yeah. with like shade head on her shoulder. Yeah. If you want like spooky Maddie stuff. Well, let's or whatever. talk about spooky Maddie. What are we thinking about that shade head now that we're into episode 10 of the season? I don't wanna. You don't like Shady? I don't like Shady Boy. <laughs> I yeah. He's a I mean, spooky man. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, I feel like 
to some degree, this whole thing has to be like key to how the season ends, I guess. But at the same time, right now, I'm still at the point where I'm like, you could have cut out all the shade head of stuff and I don't feel like it would have changed almost anything, right? You could have just had Maddie go rogue. Yeah, Maddie, after Alone. Clark dying, that makes sense that Maddie might go kill one of the primes. He's already, he's not like he isn't a murderer. You know, like, and and uh, not listen to Gaia anymore because yeah. she didn't feel like it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, would it be annoying? Sure. I find this whole, like the reason I'm making all these dumb jokes mm. and like cutesy voices about mm. Shade Hedda is it's goofy. Yeah. Saying it is goofy. Well, and it just, I mean, I just, I, I'm beyond that. I just feel like it's so incredibly extraneous to the everything else happening in the season. No, I agree with you. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, it's just so unimportant feeling yeah. that every time I come across it on the screen, I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. This is still happening. Why? And, and, and to be clear, I actually think this is probably the best episode for it. Like, I did yeah. like everybody talking about, like, should we sacrifice Maddie? Like, that's an that's interesting messed up. thing. Yeah. Uh, and what you can say? Well, I was going to say the best scene about Shade Hedda is when everyone's, like, talking around Shade Hedda mm. and, like, around Maddie and being yeah. like, how do we deal with this child yeah. who's full of trouble? Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, he's, like, leaning over her shoulder yeah. there. But, frankly, the Maddie parts mm. of that scene are like where she's actually talking yeah. with his voice are the weakest parts yeah. of that scene. I, 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 yeah, on top of everything, and I'm not trying to be mean or anything here. I yeah. just don't, I don't think that the actress is up to the challenge of this particular storyline. I can't help but feel like it has something um, to do with the direction. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's I'm, it, yeah. I'm not saying like, I, I don't know. I just didn't yeah. love some of the line de deliveries. Yeah. Like, and I, don't get me wrong, I criticize adult actors on yeah. the show too, so I'm I not mean, trying to pick on the a other kid. thing. Is that like, yeah, you and I both sort of struggled with Maddie last season, and and just felt like she didn't get enough to make me like care about her beyond just like, oh, Clark cares about Clark her. Cares about and her. I liked some stuff with Maddie earlier in the season, but now the fact that you're spending half the season making her not her is like. Again, I'm like, do I care about this character? I don't know. It's not completely extraneous because, yeah, it still deals with the tech. And again, I'm sure they'll somehow they'll use it to it. save people or whatever. But like right now, it's like you don't need this. Um, but let's know. talk about the Clark Josephine stuff. Yeah. Um, I think that it was really intriguing. Yeah. Um, I uh, I think Bellamy's acting was phenomenal at the end there. Mm -hmm. So um, good. I liked the awkward hug with Octavia. <gasps> She's like, my brother, I've I'm on the road to redemption. And he's just like, I don't yeah. trust you. I suppose I'll give you a sort of shrug hug. Shrug hug. <laughs> and I also just love Josephine being like, of course it's Bellamy. That was so good. I feel like the humor yeah. in this season is really nice. I'm not yeah. saying that they... I, I honestly don't remember any real humorous moments from last season other than like Dioza mm. and like, I guess McCreary. Nah, I, I don't know. But the point is that for me, like she was the sassy yeah. one last season. Now it's like, oh, it's, I mean, it's a lot of Josephine, but mm. it's kind of distributed. Yeah. It's usually, I mean, Murphy's always the source yeah. of sass. Yeah, I, I feel like before this season, it's both basically been Murphy and Jasper that have like provided most of the humor. Yeah. Uh, you know, with some ex exceptions from everybody gets a thing once yeah. in a while. But yeah, this season's definitely top-notch humor. It's as, it's a, as you put it, like the situations mm -hmm. are also funny. Yeah. Watching Clark and Josephine sort of working together was interesting. The idea of like the books falling into her yeah. mind space and everything. And then you know, the fact that Josephine is smart in this episode as far as like having plans within plans and 
dolls within dolls, maybe even. Um, I thought that was interesting. And even, you know, the stuff of like her having to lose some of her memories, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I, I still feel a little, I don't know how I feel. And I think I'm going to feel like figure out my thoughts mm-hmm. more for the full podcast. Yeah. Advertising there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but basically like trying to make her more sympathetic. I feel like they're putting in a lot of work in this episode to be like, and here's her and Gabriel in love mm-hmm. and their first dance as a newly reborn couple. Yeah. And how she already called him the old man and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like it was a pet name. And yeah. it's just like, oh, that I their their romance is real. And it's like, where did this come from? Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's not like, I mean, they have set it up, but yeah. they also just were so thoroughly setting Josephine up as a sociopath. And she says, like, I don't know, I just, I'm interested by some of the stuff they set up in this episode. My problem is, A, is she done now? I don't really, that's a little unclear to me. Um, like, because she stayed behind, but is she also in the Was in her the mind, mind drive? actually in two places? Yeah, I mean that they say that that's impossible, which would mean that Josephine is dead now, in theory. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but maybe they'll still use the mind drive to like trick them with it or whatever. Yeah, very I don't know. well could. Like, but like, I guess my thing is so this episode starts starts honestly. It feels like kind of the unless I'm missing things. The first time they're really trying to set her up as a foil to uh, Clark, mm-hmm. where it's like, I mean, I guess you could always see that to a certain degree, where it's like, oh, they're they're both look sort of similar. They're both you know, leaders in a way. They're both smart, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, they sort of game respects game a little bit, right? Um, but at the same time, they made her so sociopathic previously to this that yeah. I didn't really see the foil thing as like an actual, like, character foil, right? As opposed to just like, oh, she's... this. I feel like they're really trying to set Josephine up in this episode as this is what could happen to Clark if she let herself go too far or like, or if all of her past misdeeds just make her into a sociopath, basically. It's like, I think they're trying to set it up as how, you know, this part of Clark's arc is she's not going to be like Josephine and she's going to, you know. I agree with you. Like, yeah, this this episode really did take it that far, but Mm -hmm. to put the, compare them to each other. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, Josephine's a eugenicist. Yeah. <laughs> like, Josephine, I keep saying, Josephine's a Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, this is the path that Clark was on. It's like, I, is it the path? I, I, I don't the thing, know. They, they I never don't did a good so. job of showing me, like, it, especially if this is the end for Josephine, mm-hmm. right? Which we don't know. Um, but if it is, they never showed me when she went from good to bad, right. really. Like, what led to that? Right. And where is it that she, like... Because the way it seemed is, like, especially when you got things recontextualized and it's like, oh, from that very first scene we saw of her, she was feeding potentially poisonous things to children. It's like... That done. Yeah. <laughs> Evil. I, and it's... I, yeah, and it's like we don't know when she started doing the offerings and killing baby. Like I, I just, it's hard for me to really see her um, as a foil to Clark. It just, I, it doesn't feel like in order to right. make that happen, you have to be like, oh, this is her turning point, and this is a similar turning point for Clark. And Josephine took the wrong door, and and Clark has to take the right door. And I didn't really see that. 
Um, I didn't even necessarily believe that she even cared about Gabriel until last episode. Right. I mean, we were both like, oh, they really, really love each other. And he's killing her or wants to kill her. Clark's boo-hoo was like our reaction to that as well, basically. Yeah. And now it's like, and here's their romance through the ages. And here's their reunion and Mm -hmm. his tears. I mean, don't get me wrong. I felt yeah, I felt it. Gabriel did a good job. He did yeah. a great job. I, yeah. I really enjoyed him yeah. in this episode as yeah. well. It's just like, and Eliza's such a good performer. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Yeah. So that was a great scene yeah. of like, revi- you know, saying goodbye to Josephine yeah. and Clark's body, I guess. Yeah. That's what we'll call it. Mm-hmm. Like, that scene was really well done. But at the end of the day, I'm yeah. still like, is this really that earned? Yeah. But let's get into some shipping stuff because I actually am thinking some stuff here. That's new. So, you know, (laughs) foils, right? So we have Josephine as the foil and her lover finally is letting her die. Yeah. And Clark's Bellamy is not going to is not going to let his girl die. His friend. (sighs) His platonic friend. Yeah. So I mean, dude, (laughs) that if you're doing these kinds of parallels, it's like this better be freaking leading to a relationship because it's ridiculous at this point. Uh, like <sighs> that felt very emotional. I'm just like, there's yeah. there's chemistry there. Oh no? yeah, and <laughs> and I think uh, I mean I, I think we you know we roll our eyes at the head and the heart thing because I just feel like. Again, they're taking subtext, making it text, and beating you over the face um, with it. I, I understand are, some people probably you, like they it. They were beating us over the head with it before, and yeah. now they're literally being like, the head and the heart, and he's banging yeah. on her heart. I mean, Not how you do CPR. <laughs> this is the kind of, that's the kind, like, it's a, it's a bummer for me because I do think it was a really good scene, really well written, other yeah. than that. Yeah. And um, I think Bellamy, I mean, Bob and Eliza did a fantastic job in that scene. And I'm like, but at the same time, I feel like you're putting parody level writing with that. Like, that's the kind of thing that I feel like I would read in a bad fan fiction. It's like, how can we take this line that's been overused and make it like a physical representation within yeah. the show? It feels like self-parody. It does, uh, but, but it also <laughs> feels very... It feels very teen drama to me as well. Yeah. And I'm just like, I feel like the show hasn't been that. For a while. Yeah. Well, it's also, if you're going to do the teen drama, then just let them get fucking exactly. together. It's like, it's like, it's the teen drama without the actual love triangle. And like, will, I mean, without telling us that yeah. it's, there's no will they, won't yeah. they. And being like, this seems a lot like will they, won't they. Yeah. Seems a hell of a lot like it. <laughs> Uh yeah. Who's to who's to say? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'm glad I'm glad Clarky Poo is back and and Josephine may yeah. have disintegrated into pixels. Yeah. Now I want to say one last thing. Okay. We talked about in the episode about the mind spaces, right? How I felt like he didn't really complete her arc there, right? And now it's presumably we're done with the mind space. So are hmm. we just kind of dropping that? Like, do we feel like we got a satisfactory resolution to Clark's self-hatred and her basically wanting to die and feeling worthless and like everyone hates her? And basically all, again, like I said in that previous one, that the whole thing was like, oh, I basically, you know, I'm a mess basically for lack of a better word. But hey, you know, Josephine's awful. We have to fight her. And like we have to do the right thing as opposed to like, yeah, I've 
learn some self-worth which i mean i'm not to say that that can't happen outside of the mind space that we can't have something in the finale or whatever until the finale i can't really render a verdict i guess right Um, but the fact that yeah we're out of the mind space now i feel like pretty definitively uh i feel like that's somewhat worth i do feel i feel like it's a little unfinished yeah i feel like it's like and clark has Come full circle, not come full circle, but like has grown. Mm. And I'm like, sure. Let us know what you guys think about this. I mean, I I might be being a little hard on it. but Maybe. um, Mm. I'd like to rewatch that Monty scene before we do our our Sunday podcast. But speaking of that Sunday podcast, we're going to do it on Sunday. Um, (laughs) It's going to go up around 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, send us your feedback to be part of that show. You can do so either in the comments below of this here YouTube video, or you can email us at the100pod at gmail.com, go to the100podcast.com and leave us a little call. We have a contact us form there, or you can follow us on Twitter at the100podcast. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs> Didn't realize you were giving that to me. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> May we meet again? May we meet again? May we meet again? May we meet again?